The Dining at Disney Podcast. The Dining at Disney Podcast. Your ultimate source for the wonderful world of dining at the Disneyland and Walt Disney World Resort. You'll discover all the best restaurants and food as you hungrily explore the Disney parks. Let's do this thing! The Dining at Disney Podcast. And now your hosts, Kristen and Bubba. Welcome to the Dining at Disney Podcast. I'm Kristen. With me is Baba, how are you doing? I'm great. I'm getting ready to go to the beach next week, so got a lot to do this week, but um, I just need to get out of this town. Oh, beach. <laughs> I need to get I'm, out of the house. I'm not close enough to a beach anywhere. <laughs> you got lakes and stuff around you, but... I've yeah. got lakes, but that's it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not as much fun as going to a beach. I guess that's why I like where I live, because I'm... I got beaches over here. I got mountains right here. I got L.A. over there. I got Vegas about three hours away, three, four hours away. So I kind of like it right here. Vegas can be (laughs) dangerous, though, because you want to spend money there. And it's easy to spend money there. (laughs) You also want to eat and drink there, too. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) But you can also win money, too. So who knows? (laughs) (laughs) Well, those of you joining us for the first time, welcome. Please make sure to like, subscribe, and click the notification bell so you know when we post new content to share with you guys. Um, Today, Bubba, we're going to be talking, we've got a little bit of like, a little bit of Disney news, but our main discussion is going to be... Disneyland's birthday! Yay! 65th anniversary. So we're actually going to talk a little history today about if, let's say tomorrow, Disneyland was having its opening day like it did back in 1955, where would you be able to eat on opening day if you were happened to go? So if you're one of the very lucky few that went that day, July 17th, 1955, on a very hot 100 degree day, but... Um, I still would have loved to have been there, <laughs> but this <laughs> is where too. we're going to tell you where you're going to, yeah, where you're going to be able, where you were going to be able to eat if you went opening day. So and I actually that's pretty cool. dug out this book, my Eat Like Walt book, and it's got in the front some like cool stuff about um, the restaurant opening and Walt and the different food places and that kind of stuff. So I figured I'd talk a little bit about, about some of that stuff but it's a cool book if you haven't seen it like I got it for Christmas for my sister because it was on my list of things like I wanted and it's such an awesome book to just flip through I mean it's got some really cool stuff which I'll mention some of the stuff that's in it and kind of show some pictures and stuff too from it cool okay so let's talk news first let's get serious yes um So I don't know if everybody has known about the mask rule once everything opened up at Walt Disney World and downtown Disney. Um, You were supposed to wear your mask, you know, just whatever you're doing. If you were happen to were to be eating, they would let you take it off, uh, you know, to eat and drink. But lately, there was a lot of people not wearing their mask. And when they would be approached, they were saying, oh, I have something eating right here. I have a cup right here um people were kind of taking advantage of that rule to where if i have something eating or or eat to or drink with me i don't have to wear my mask and it became a 
huge nuisance. I I've saw online people were not wearing their masks at all, and you're using that excuse. So Disney uh, implemented a new rule a few days ago about wearing your mask at Downtown Disney and at Walt Disney World to where if you are eating or drinking something, you must remain stationary. You must uh, off to the side, not in the walkway, but off to the side. You must stay in the same spot that you are. You can have your mask off, but you cannot move around, walk to, you know, walk around and uh, eat or drink. And it's, it kind of got a little uproar, but a lot of people understood and a lot of people are, are you know, they're, they're happy about it. I, I think, you know, from reading comments and posts online, because like I said, people were taking advantage of that rule. And we actually posted something on our Dining at Disney page. And, you know, some people agree, some people disagree, of course. And, uh, you know, I'm totally with it. If that's what it takes for me to go to the park, then so be it, you know? I hope you, I know you feel the same way. Yeah. I, and I'm sure it's, you know, people, I'm sure a lot of people were trying to use that as a way, like I'm holding a drink so I can walk around and not wear my mask. Cause I, I've got something and I can say, I'm, I'm going to be drinking it. So I can see how, you know, that there were people doing that. And unfortunately it just takes a few to ruin it for everybody. But exactly, it's for safety and to be able, I mean, everybody wants to go back to the parks. Uh, Walt Disney World is now has all four parks open as well as Disney Springs. Disneyland has yet to open the park. The sooner people follow rules and do what needs to be done for the safety of everybody, then the sooner the park and everything else gets to open up. And the sooner we get back to some sense of things being, you know, as normal as they are on a, like, you know, typical day. But, oh yeah, yeah, I'm ready for things to go back to normal. Do I like wearing the mask? No. But it's, you know, it's, it's better than spreading germs. You know, and we don't want them to close stuff back down just because of this and people taking advantage of rules and, you know, the it's it's just going to ruin everything. Yeah, because you guys still aren't back up at phase three. So, no, we have have downtown Disney and downtown Disney was very busy on um, on the anniversary of Disneyland. Uh, So, you know, I wish I could have been there. We had planned on being there. Unfortunately, we they reclosed the um, or put more, you know, of a quarantine in our state, and uh, so we we just we just well want everything to stay open that is open. That is our main goal, especially as Disney fans. Just don't take advantage of the rules. Um, don't find loopholes. Just do what needs to be done to keep everything open. That's what I'm trying to stress out to people, and um, you know, just let let's just keep it open. Absolutely. Yeah. So I think we should get into our our big fun discussion for the day, considering Disneyland just celebrated its 65th uh, birthday, uh, and yes. talk about 1955 and <laughs> opening day and opening week, opening year at Disneyland. Um, yeah. 
I do have a little bit of stuff I'm going to mention before you start talking about the restaurants that were there and that yeah. kind of stuff. But there's a couple of things I found when reading this book that I thought were very interesting. One is that that is also the first year that McDonald's served its very first hamburger. Wow. Isn't that crazy? That's, wow. That's weird. That's a, kind of a coincidence, yeah. And of course, this is post-World War II, and it was saying that the typical American, like what they ate, was bland and boring, and that meats were boiled and vegetables were often overcooked. You had yet to have Julia Child write her a famous cookbook, Mastering the Art of Fine French Cooking. Uh, so I thought that was interesting because Disney's food is not bland. And it, 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 no, it's not. it says that when it comes to Walt and how he was looking at food is that he knew it was more than just something you need in order to survive. You know, food is fuel. To him, he knew it could also be entertaining as well. And uh, I'm going to actually read a quote that it says that he declared, um, and it had to do that 20 eateries spread throughout the park were attractions unto themselves. Like Adventureland and Fantasyland, the new kingdom of good eating at Disneyland is another great attraction. Fine restaurants, unique refreshment stands, and interesting luncheon spots abound in Disneyland. Dining Disneyland style is an unforgettable experience. The food's as fabulous as the fun, too. I thought that was, like, super cool. That's, a, that's, that's awesome. I like that. And what's funny is it, it has the pricing for that, too. And it said that oh. the prices range from $0.35 cents for a hamburger to $3.50. For a prime rib dinner. A cup wow. of coffee was a dime. And it said that Walt, coffee was serious at the parks. And that Walt said from the beginning that it was only worth a dime. And that Disneyland would always have 10 cent cup of coffee. And that did not change until... Well, after Walt's passing in 1966, yeah. that they ever increased the price for that. I thought that wow. was really cool. I've got some other things, but I, before we That's do that, cool. um, I definitely want to talk some of the res, some of the restaurants because you had uh, major companies at that time were um, part of the opening of Disneyland when it comes to the restaurants and food because you had Coca Cola Company. Sunkist, yes. Frito Lays, the Fritos, Maxwell House, which was the had to do with the um, coffee shop, bakery, coffee. Yeah. like until a few years ago when Starbucks took it over, you still had all that Maxwell House <laughs> stuff in there, and then Quaker Oats because of Aunt Jemima. So I thought that was interesting. Wow. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of com I mean, even with the uh, the shops and everything, everything kind of did have a sponsor, you know, whether it was a, a, a shop or a restaurant, you know, because those were the people that were investing the money to get that to get 
Walter Dream built. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, all those companies, they invested perfect. I mean, you couldn't have invested in something that still, that is still open to this day. I love this, this little, like, ad type thing that's in this book. It says good oh, yeah, eating land that, yeah. and Disneyland. And I'm like, that's awesome, you know? <laughs> There's some cool things. I think that was that looks like, was that a picture of the, uh, well, it was called the Red Wagon, and I couldn't tell what restaurant that was in the front. I think that's what it was. Let me find the picture again. I don't know that it says. Because they have Red, oh, yeah, red so Wagon Oh, it's so tiny, Inn. I can't read it. <laughs> oh, so tiny. It looked like the Red Wagon Inn, so I'll it talk a little is. bit about that. So, yeah, that was open for 10 years from opening day to July of 1965, and it was right there on Main Street USA, just as you were, you know, where Plaza Inn is now, um, you know, so it's facing the castle, one of the most perfect spots you can be in, you know, facing the castle, facing the hub. You have Tomorrowland right there and Main Street USA on the other side. There was a quick service type area, you know, there was outdoor patio for seating. Um, and they kind of still serve today what they served back then, you know, fried chicken, um, big comfort food type uh, platters and stuff like that uh, and that was also sponsored by the Swift Premium Meat Company uh, for the first 10 years. After it did lose its sponsorship they did close the restaurant and uh, maybe a few months or years later it did reopen as the Plaza Inn and it's still there to this day. That's what's cool about these restaurants is that they're still there like Coke Corn, Coca-Cola Corner. It's still there today, still you know, serving you yeah. know, snack type food, uh, you know, like hot dogs, chili dogs, fries and stuff like that, chips. And they still have the ragtime music, the piano player right there. They're, it's, it's been like that since day one. And it's still there today. That was, that's, that's so awesome that it's, you can still experience what Walt experienced and what some people experienced opening day yeah. uh, at Coke Corner and at um, now Plaza Inn. It's kind of crazy, isn't it? It is. It's it's very crazy, but it's that's what makes Disneyland what it is. That's what pulls at your heartstrings is the history and the, you know, same thing with the uh, Carnation. Carnation is still there. It is now a restaurant. Before it was the ice cream parlor. And, I actually uh, have know, a picture was, of that I pulled up. You have too. a picture of that? Yeah. So, you, so those who are, you know, watching the video can see this really cool picture from when it was a carnation ice wow. cream. I mean, there's, like I said, there's some cool pictures and stuff in this book. And that was also sponsored by Nestle, I believe. Yes, uh, Nestle. Um let me see. And they had sandwiches, uh, Carnation ice cream. Carnation was owned by Nestle. Uh, Nestle did phase out the name Carnation in the 90s, but the name still stood at Disneyland. And uh, they, I believe they called it Blue Ribbon Bakery, but it Carnation still stayed. So now it's just the, uh, you know, the same type of area it has been. It's now it's now a restaurant. Most po one of the most popular restaurants. I love it. And it's. Um, it, I'm going to have to look the next time I'm at the grocery store. But I thought they still used the name Carnation when it came to the, um, what is it, sweetened condensed milk or the evaporated milk. Oh, I thought it was still you know what? on that, right? 
You might be right. Yeah, from what I was reading on, you know, when I was looking everything up, it's, you know, Carnation Ice Cream was phased out by Nestle in the 90s, but allowed Disney to keep the Carnation name. Yeah. Um, but without the Carnation Ice Cream, it got, it closed uh, for Blue Ribbon Bakery. But Carnation stayed popular, and now it's one of the most popular restaurants in the park. So, yeah, that, you know what? I do see Carnation. I think I did see it on those, like, evaporated milks and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so, like, so see, those three restaurants right there on Main Street have stayed the, stayed to the test of, I mean, they've stayed there since day one. Um, you know, if you go over to Frontierland, though, and uh, to um, – they did have the uh, chicken plantation restaurant. Um, let me go to my notes on. Oh, there was also um, the. I know it was not. It didn't open on day one. It opened the first year. It did was it open uh, the first year. Chicken of the Sea Pirate Ship and Restaurant. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and guess I mean Chicken of the Sea, and everybody knows what that is. <laughs> Uh, but um, the Chicken Plantation Restaurant, you know, it was in the outskirts of Frontierland overlooking the Rivers of America. It's kind of where, uh, if you know where Pirates of the Caribbean and uh, Cafe Orleans, it was kind of in the middle of that. And it was also another type of a quick service uh, area. And, um, you know, it was the spot for to-go food and for, of course, fried chicken, which was Walt's one of Walt's favorite dishes. I mean, you had it there. You had it at the uh, uh, the inn also, and people like that area, especially at the nighttime, because the rivers of America would light up during the you know and have that great glow where you can have for dinner. And um, now it's like I said, it's not there anymore. I, I believe the building is now a shop, um, from what I see. Oh, that's that was from the I, Chicken of the Sea restaurant. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Can you know you what? I've that being seen on, the, on a pirate ship. <laughs> I believe I've seen that in New Orleans Square, but they they might still be there. But I think it's in the entrance to Club Thirty Three, behind the big gates. Oh, speaking of Club Thirty Three, in here, if I can find it. Oh, here it is: the children's menu. So the children's menu from. Then, this is what it says. Uh, they have a choice of California Fruit Cup Supreme or tomato juice, soup du jour or tossed green salad, choice of ground sirloin of beef with mushroom sauce, fried chicken and country gravy, baked Virginia ham with bean cherry sauce, Roast beef au jus with vegetable potato roll and butter and a choice of Blackbeard Sunday, French pastry, Mary Poppins Sunday, or chocolate pudding. And then you also had your beverage. What do you think that cost back in the day? Uh, and you said this was Club 33? Mm-hmm. This is the kids' menu. <laughs> I'm going to go maybe 15 cents. $2. Oh, oh, oh see, Club 33, that's one. <laughs> wow, like, $2? Still, that's cheap today. That's I know, cheap. right? <laughs> Considering 
Oh yeah. But here's what's cool though with um the uh, the chicken plantation is that you know it did close down, but Blue Bayou, it kind of it's heavily inspired from Chicken Plantation, so it, you know legacy kind of does live on inside Blue Bayou. Right? That's cool. You know, and everything like that. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, so those are all the main restaurants that you would be able to go to. Of course, they had a lot of outdoor, you know, you know, vendors and stuff like that. Um, but, you know, those restaurants kind of still, all of them still almost, I mean, mostly, mostly, I can't even talk, mostly all of them still open to this day with the same uh, food, with the same type of, uh, uh, you know, designs and everything like that. And with Chicken Plantation, it's like you go to Blue Bayou, and that's how it kind of was. Well, one of the cool things in this, also in this book that's mentioned, which anybody who goes to Disneyland knows that Carnation Cafe had Oscar there, who was there from the beginning. There yes. is, in this book, there's actually a picture of him from back, back at that time. Oh, wow. But he is such a great, he was such a great, I mean, he's, he's great. He's a great guy to talk to. I wish he was still there. Um, but you know, he's there, up there in the age, but man, I miss him. There's an entire section in this book that talks about him in, um, Hideo Aramaki. And it's, a, a, I guess he went by the name Indian, but there is, oh, yeah. he was at Tahitian Terrace. Mm-hmm. And, and there's a whole it talks about him in the book as well and I was like that's really cool that you know some of those people that made you know Disneyland restaurants what they what they were what they are and help Walt with all that I think is really cool that they had a, you know some about them in there but I found where it talks about in the first year of Disneyland being opened, how many meals were served and some things like that. How many meals do you think were served in the first year? In the first year? Uh Oh man, I'm going to drop, I'm going to just drop a number, maybe 10 million meals. 4 million Oh, okay. I was way off. <laughs> four million. I mean, I'm thinking like today too. So, uh, four million meals, and that was the first year. That was in the first year, yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Well, I think they only had what was it twenty, twenty places that served food at that time, right? I think that's what it. Uh, for the first opening year, yeah, there was I believe it was. Uh, yeah, it was twenty uh, eateries. 20, around twenty. Yeah, so I mean that's not many places to choose from. But did you know that one of Walt Disney's favorite things to eat were hot dogs? He It was hot dogs? He loved hot dogs. And it says in the first year they sold nine hundred and thirty-five thousand. 460 hot dogs. Almost a million hot dogs. Mm -hmm. Wow. Walt liked hot dogs so much that Mickey Mouse, the first words ever out of Mickey Mouse were hot dogs, hot dogs. 
You and know, it was the, it, in the in 1929's The Carnival Kid. I was like, oh my gosh, can you imagine? Yeah, with some of the, you know what, too? I've never noticed this with some of the Mickey cartoons. Um, I remember with my nephew, when he would watch Mickey, he would say hot dog because in the cartoons, he would have hot dogs. And, you know, when you said that, it sparked my, in in my head, like, no wonder why you said hot dog. And he wouldn't, (laughs) as soon as Mickey would pop on TV, he would say hot dog, hot dog. (laughs) So do you know where the, where Mickey Mouse came from? I did not realize that Mickey Mouse actually has a little bit of a a food kind of thing to him, other than the hot dog, hot dog. And when he was in Kansas City as a cartoonist, said that in the office there was a wastebasket and people would throw their scraps of food into the wastebasket and the mice would come and try and get the food so it said that he started taking them out and putting them in a box and he would feed the mice and he had (laughs) one in particular he said he'd run back and forth on the shelf while he was working and he became very much attached to this little mouse and he said i called him mortimer at first but changed it to mickey that's how it all started I was like, oh my gosh, that's like, I didn't know that. I don't know why I didn't know know that, but I was like, that's so cool that like it's, it all started with the mouth. There's like more to that phrase than just. It all started with throwing food in a trash can. (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) That I didn't know. I mean, I knew the story, you know, that there was this mouse at the work and then he's, you know, it would kind of be, you know, befriended the mouse and. He called him Mortimer and changed it to Mickey. But I did not know about the food in the wastebasket. That's why it kept coming. Yeah, wow. I didn't. But see, I didn't even know that he had, like, in a sense, had a work pet mouse. Like, I knew <laughs> that Mickey's original name was Mortimer, but I didn't know that story. I was like, oh, that's cool. I can't wait wow. to sit. Like, I have yeah. just kind of, like, flipped through that book. Haven't sat down and read it, but I can't wait. I'm going to have to, like, do it land by land because it's broken up that way. And maybe I'll have to occasionally talk about it's called. Show it again. And if you go to Amazon.com and you go to the shop thing for Dining at Disney, it's on there as one of the books to get. But it's Eat Like Walt. And it has recipes in it. And, like, in the back, there is, let me see if I can find some of the names of the uh, the menu items. And these are from, of course, back in the day. So these are not recipes necessarily you can get today. But some of them are, um, of course, you've got Walt's Chili and Beads. There's actually two different recipes in this book based on the year. There's one from 1959 and or 58, sorry, and 1961. But there's like a fufu style green beans. <laughs> uh, it says he wasn't a big fan of vegetables, but this was a family favorite. Marshmallow pudding. I'm I'm needing to look into that because that sounds kind of interesting. 
uh, Chinese candy cookies. Mm. There are tea lounge tea cakes. Uh, Oscar's potatoes are in here. From uh, Red Wagon Inn. They've got a a few different recipes from them. There's potato salad and springtime peas in here. Let's see. Uh, There is Santa Fe Express Sunday from the Maxwell House Coffee Shop. Uh, Mahi Mahi from Tahitian Terrace. Oh, wow. Let's see. Um, Of course... There's the Monte Cristo in here from Blue Bayou. There's also Indian's coconut sauce, and it says it's um, it says uh, Indian's original recipe, type written on index cards with many including MSG, are in the Walt Disney World archives. <laughs> Naturally, they were written in restaurant quantities. However, I interpreted this coconut sauce, which was more like gravy for the home cook. It goes well with one of Walt's favorite roast chicken. I'm like, that sounds mm. interesting. But there's chicken gumbo. The mint julep is in here. All, but I'm all, like, all popular. But it's got some of that stuff in there. Of course, pictures of menus and stuff like that from back at that time. And Wow. I'm just glad that things have finally calmed down. You know, I'm not, like, still moving into the house and unpacking. And i still got a little, like, things here and there that I'm still doing housewise. But now just it gives me time that I can easy. actually sit and read this book. Because that is something I wanted to do for some time. As you can see, and I, I like, changed everything book. back here behind me earlier today. I, like, moved books around and stuff. And... <laughs> All this, most of what's on this shelf was actually up top, but I moved it down because I was like, well, that way you can see all my Disney stuff if I put it there. So we got Disney, Disney, and then my other stuff. (laughs) I just got my stuff right here. So if you could go back to... Back, back to 65 years ago, where would you go eat? Oh, gosh. What, like, the one spot I would probably have to go to, I mean, probably Chicken Plantation. Uh, just because, you know, knowing what I know now that it's not there, but it's kind of like how Blue Bayou is. But um, probably, you know, give, I would, I love fried chicken. You can't go wrong. Uh, Well, sometimes you can go wrong, but uh, with Disney, you cannot go wrong at all when it comes to fried chicken. So, um, you know, especially probably paying, what, a dollar maybe or $2 for fried chicken. (laughs) Yeah, probably $2 for the whole meal. Exactly. Because you got to think it was $3.50 for prime, what is it, prime rib dinner? Which means you get your side items and stuff like that's that. That's like you add, you add another zero, and that's how much it costs today. <laughs> yeah, you know, for a primary dinner, for if an not okay primary dinner. Yeah, if not more, you know. So uh, I would definitely have to try that the chicken plantation. I think because it was one of the first places that I ate at at Disneyland is 
Carnation Cafe. Carnation. I think I'd have to go back to Carnation Cafe and see what it was like when Walt was there, you know? When Walt. Yeah. Yeah. Because it was, like I said, it was more of an ice cream parlor and they served sandwiches. Uh, but, you know, they still had the outdoor seating right there off of Main Street and, uh, you know, the ambiance. I love sitting there during the parades and I missed sitting with Chef Oscar coming to me during breakfast. And we would talk for like a good 10 minutes just about Disney history and Disney food. And, you know, he would ask my opinion on certain things. I probably ate with them at least five or six times. He would come up and, you know, sit with me and talk. Or, you know, if I was with my wife and friends, we were there the um, the Disney 24-hour day when they had their uh, diamond celebration. Yeah. And we had breakfast. Yeah. We had breakfast that morning at Carnation Cafe. And Chef Oscar comes and he talks with all of us. And everybody's just like, it is you. Oh, yeah. And then he would just talk about history and stuff like that. And I miss that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I need to find... Because somewhere there is a picture of Chef Oscar and I. I need to find it. Because Aljon took it out. We saw him, like, walking by. Oh, I think it was, like, maybe my, my second trip to Disneyland. Well, it was, like, early on. and So but it, so it was probably, like, maybe 2011, something, something oh, like wow, that. Yeah. It was probably... Because my first trip to Disneyland was in 09. So it was probably that trip. But he was walking by, headed to the restaurant with um, with another cast member. And we stopped him and was like, you know, can I trouble you for a picture? And, <laughs> and he'll take it. He would take it with you. He would I'm, take pictures with stuff like that. I'm going to have to find that, that photo and post that because that was cool. I know I have two with them, which if I if I find, I'm sure I have them somewhere. I'll post them on the Dining and Disney Facebook page. Yeah, we have to we have to find those. Yeah, yeah. definitely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anything else you can think of we should talk about Disneyland food? Uh, not that I can think of right now. So, you know, we talked. You know, happy birthday once again! Happy anniversary, Disneyland. Uh, I wish I could have been there. But, you know, we'll see what happens when the 70th comes around in the next five years. Hopefully we'll be open by then. <laughs> no kidding, right? Uh, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully I get to go and, and everything is set the way they had planned for the Walt Disney World uh, anniversary. They're 50. Yeah, we've, so. we're hoping to maybe, you know, if we can still plan a trip to go. Because I still haven't been to Disney World, but I would love to go for the 50th. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah and see, yep. It's on, it's, it's on my list. I got to. That's why people need to shop our links. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> please. <laughs> Share the show. <laughs> please, please, please. Well, we hope you enjoyed today's show discussing Disneyland, its 65th uh, anniversary birthday celebration, and all the discussion about dining Walt's favorite foods in the restaurant back in the day. If you haven't already, make sure you like, subscribe, click the notification bell so you know whenever we post new content. You can find us on Anchor. Uh, that's 
one of the places. There's many platforms like Spotify as well as Apple Podcasts that you guys can uh, listen to us. Bubba, you want to tell them where they can find Dining at Disney as well as yourself on the interwebs? Yes, you can find me on Instagram, big underscore Bubba underscore B. You can also find me and Kristen on the Dining at Disney Facebook page. Uh, Every Sunday, Kristen and Al John, my two best friends, they go live every Sunday night on Facebook with the Disney list. And uh, that's a start. You guys usually start around like five or six-ish Pacific time or maybe earlier. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Man. Yeah, seven, seven catch usually. Them live. Yep. Yeah, and then um, WD Dover Park Hopper, Park Hopper John, and Park Hopper Sid. Um, they record weekly. Sometimes they will record at, uh, you know, they will record live and sometimes some surprises. I think I watched the other day, they were, um, or not the other day, I was watching Park Hopper John and uh oh yeah tony yeah and tony they were having they played a little game on their podcast which uh, was very hard for me to you know the, to name these disney characters and there were some obscure <laughs> ones that they chose on their podcast uh so man those guys are geniuses right there but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um so you know check out check out the shows give us likes give them likes and um we hope to uh, get more content to you guys as a, as one big Disney family because we're all friends here. Absolutely. Yeah. Guys, if yeah. you enjoyed this show, make sure, uh, again, like, subscribe, click the notification bell. You can also shop our links for, like, Amazon and the Disney store. We also are on Patreon, so you can support us there, and you'll get a little bit something special. Uh, I'm also looking to do that for those who donate to us on Anchor. We would like to give a shout out to our super fan, Lindsay, who does donate to our show. She's awesome. And then if you're looking for some fun, guys, check out our friends on Facebook. You have the Sorcerer Radio Fun Zone. They're also on Discord now. And then our friends, Disney Dork. You can find lots of fun and entertaining stuff going on there we're going to be changing things up a little bit in the near future for you definitely keeping the podcast and the video going but we're gonna have some uh new things happening so make sure you stay tuned for (laughs) all that stuff until next time i'm Kristen. with me is bubba and bon appetit This podcast is not affiliated with the Walt Disney Company or its holdings and is intended for entertainment purposes.